0: Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. And today we are going to have a candid conversation with fellow podcaster, Chelsea McGuire, about the sovereignty of God. In 2020, it was a year of ups and downs. All of us went through a lot of things. And Chelsea wants to tell her story about the sovereignty of God from a biblical perspective. God bless you. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Stay tuned. Good
1: morning.
0: Good morning. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm blessed this morning. It's very cold out here in Colorado. <laughs> the snow is coming down.
1: Uh, that sounds lovely.
0: <laughs> well, God bless you and welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm so happy that um, you chose to accept my invite and, and, and be on here with me today.
1: Sure. Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: So, Chelsea, um, this, is, um, this is a podcast that focuses on uh, biblical teaching and seeing things from a biblical worldview. Um, and so when you accepted my invite, I knew that you were going to be a solid sound person and um, we had long conversation and it was wonderful to talk to you. So we're just kind of continuing our fellowship on air, <laughs> so to speak. Great. Um, so Chelsea, uh, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about you um, married kids? What, What's going on with you nowadays?
1: (laughs) Sure. Um, So I am Chelsea McGuire. I am host of the Refine podcast, um, where I focus on unpacking scripture and looking at who God is and how he's working in our lives to refine us and make us more like him. Mm -hmm. I am a pastor's wife. My husband, Sean, um, is the lead pastor of a church here in Virginia. And we've been in ministry for a little over five years now. We have three beautiful children, a boy and two girls. So I am home with them and that keeps me on my toes, but (laughs) there is no shortage of love or chaos, but we're (laughs) learning to find peace in the middle of the chaos and really enjoy them in this season.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, I, I wish I could dive into, you know, the pastoring and raising little children. Uh, that's gotta be a handful in itself. That's a whole episode by itself. <laughs> 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 um professionally, um, what do you do or what have you done?
1: Sure. Um, I am a trained educator. I spent five years in teaching. Um, we happened to move several times after we got married, so I think that I'm actually licensed in three different states and have taught in three different states, all different settings from a Christian private school to public school. I've done elementary all the way through high school. Um, I spent the longest amount of time teaching ninth grade English, and I really enjoyed that. I think something magical happens that summer before ninth grade, and um, those children were just a lot of fun to enjoy talking to as they're growing older and kind of becoming more like adults. Um, I enjoyed that opportunity to be with them in the classroom.
0: Hey man, that is awesome. Awesome. An educator. Um, I have a, a lot of educators in my family as well. Um, so Chelsea, what, what, what is your passion? What, what really inspires you, drives you, um, as it relates to, um, ministry? What is it? What, What gets you up out of the bed every day?
1: (laughs) Sure. Um, You know, I feel like I've kind of been on a quest for the last couple of years to find out how do I answer this question personally? Um, Every disciple of Christ is meant to know him and make him known. And so broadly, that is all of our purpose and should be all of our passion. Um, But for me personally, I find that I love teaching other people how to follow God's word. Um, specifically, I love interacting with other women and um, often with teenagers. Though at this moment in time, I don't have a lot of involvement with the youth group as I'm home raising my own kids. Um, but that's translated into me learning how to disciple my own children. So I have a lot of passion for um, helping other moms learn how to find a lot of purpose in pointing our children to Christ in everyday things as well.
0: Amen. So, um, tell me about your podcast, the name of it and how did you get started on that?
1: Sure. So the name of my podcast is the refine podcast. Um, the purpose behind that is just recognizing that God is our refiner. Um, you know, he promises that he begins a good work in us and he will see it through the completion. So there's really no point in our lives that we should not be changing. We should be becoming more like him and constantly being refined. And that's not something to be seen as like a drudgery or anything painful. It's a wonderful thing um, that God is making us more glorious. And that's really exciting. Um, and so I view my podcast as an opportunity to help other people along in that walk. Um, this started for me last year when the pandemic hit and we knew we wouldn't be leaving our house for a while. Um, you know, I was just missing being able to connect with people in person, being able to go out and have coffee with a friend and granted as a stay at home mom, that's not something I got to do very often anyway. But then when COVID hit, I thought, you know, I want something to show for this time at home. If I'm going to be at home for the next few months, I'd really love to have something to hold back to God and say, look, this is what you did in my life during this time. So my husband helped me get set up on Anchor and um, started a podcast. I recorded one and sent it to a few friends and said, hey, what do you think of this? What if I started a podcast, which sounded kind of strange to me? But it's been a lot of fun, and I'm able to reach more people and enter other people's lives through this podcast um, that I wouldn't be able to otherwise. And I'm grateful for that opportunity.
0: Amen. Amen. So, um, we're getting together today to talk about the sovereignty of God and how. You know, we say uh, so cliche that God is in control. God is in control. And, And so when you hear that, what does that mean to you personally when somebody says God is in control?
1: You know, when we think about God being in control, some people don't like this. I will honestly admit that I have a hard time with control. I want to control every detail of my lives. Our, my life um, from the good to the bad. I want to plan out all the good things that are ahead. And when I get scared, I even try to plan out, well, if this bad thing's going to happen, I hope it happens this way. So it won't be as bad. Or let me prepare my backup plan for how can how I can make it through that. Um, but recognizing that God is in control is acknowledging that he's got it all covered and um, that he is sovereign, so he's in control. He has authority over all things and that he is working for our good and his glory through all things being under his control.
0: Amen. So in, in 2020, a lot of us felt like, is God really in control? Is everything just falling apart around us? What are some of the things that 2020 taught you about God's sovereignty.
1: Yeah, we, a lot of people, like when something bad strikes, they say, well, where is God? What is he doing in this? But what I'm learning is it's not my job to run around and try to find the answers to what's going on or to put together God's purposes. We may never know what is the purpose of the pandemic hitting at this time, or maybe it'll be generations from now that people are able to look back and see what God is doing, but we're told to be still and know that he is God. Mm -hmm. And most often we can look back after the fact and trace God's hand. So for us as believers, we've been given the Bible. So when we're doubting, we can go read the story of scripture and see where God was at work, Um, like in the Exodus or in the book of Job, the story of Ruth, um, the story of Joseph and his brothers, and even in Jesus's birth. Now, like we can read the Bible and see God's purposes and how he orchestrated everything for good. So when we're thrown this huge curveball, we can trust God's character. It hasn't changed. It's the same as it was then. So we don't have to figure out the answers of what he's doing we just continue to trust that he is in control and he's working all things for good.
0: Amen. God is so in control that he doesn't have to micromanage you. (laughs) Um, So often uh, and we had this conversation that God will work through our personalities. He'll work through our abilities. And sometimes we think, um, you know, uh, that he has to stop us and hold us and, you know, but, God is able to watch what we're doing and just guide us. He doesn't need to force us. He doesn't need to make us. Um, in Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge it and he will direct your path. Uh, this verse has special meaning to you. Um, can you share a little bit about this verse?
1: Absolutely. So this was our family's verse or scripture for the year of 2020. Um, On New Year's Day, I thought I'm going to start a new tradition with our children and we are going to write out some goals for the year. They're just getting old enough to do some fun things like that with them. And I prayed and asked God, could you give us a scripture for this year? And that is what felt like he led me to trust in the Lord with all your heart I mean not on your own understanding and honestly I was like really God that one like I really know that verse really well I thought you might choose something else but I wrote it down anyway and set it aside and that was January 1st and then um, on January 7th we went through a really heartbreaking situation in ministry and I did not know how much that would kind of flip my world upside down. And God had given us that verse, trust me with all your heart and I will make your path straight. And then time, time again, as we walked through the rest of the year, that verse came back up. Um, At the beginning of last year, I was pregnant and in February um, the doctors were concerned that there were some complications with our daughter, and they wanted to deliver her early. And that was honestly terrifying. But again, we have that verse to cling to. We've got to trust God and he will take care of us. He will make our path straight and to his glory. I mean, everything was fine. She was great. And looking back now, I might speculate, was that just God's kindness to me that I didn't have to deliver my baby during a pandemic? She was born just a couple of weeks before the whole nation was put on lockdown. Um, So it was, it felt like a lot of protection for us, that everything was well with us and with our daughter. And then in the summertime, we went through a job transition. In the fall, we purchased a home for the first time. Um, We were shopping for a home out of town. So that's, a daunting thing and we kind of had a quick turnaround on our home and I was worried and I prayed, God, would you please give us a home in the right time? And we hung on to that verse. We're just trusting God for this. And he worked out not just a good home for us in the right amount of time, but he put us in a wonderful location with everything that we need. And isn't it just like him, not only to answer our prayer, but to give us an abundance to care for us. And so he has shown how he is sovereign in all the details of our lives and that he is so good and so much more than we can imagine or even ask for.
0: And I think that's the beauty of God's sovereignty is so often we're trying to figure out what he's doing and how he's going to do it, and you know, where we're going to be and the you know the bible says in deuteronomy 29:29 29, 29, that the secret things belong to god but the things mm-hmm. that are revealed belong to men uh that we may be obedient to god's statutes um and his and his word his law and a lot of times we want to know the secrets we want to know god what are you up to tell me the step before i take it um mm-hmm. i think about abraham you know abraham get up leave your father's house, leave your father's country and go to a country or to a place. And I'll tell you when you get there. <laughs> for, for a lot of us, that is that is just mind-boggling. It's, it, it's racking. It's like, oh my goodness, God, could you just tell me what's next? Um, when you think about that and some of the things that have happened in your life, um, what comes to mind when you think about those situations where, God, I wish you would have told me, but then you think, Well, I'm glad you didn't.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, I was thinking last night about how God uses challenging circumstances in our lives to shape us. Of course, I would never choose a challenging circumstance for myself. I really like when my life feels peaceful and easygoing. Um, So when challenges arise, I feel like for the last year, I've kind of just been wrestling with God and asking what is going on? Like, can I get a break over here? (laughs) Um, But what we need to do is recognize um, that through these hard times, we don't have to question God's motives. We may want to doubt what is good and lose sight of God's glory because we don't feel like it's working for us. But what we have to remember is God isn't primarily working for our good through our physical circumstances, though, like I said, he does provide in abundance, but he's working for our good spiritually, which is our sanctification. Mm. And ultimately that is what's most glorifying to him. So while we may not always feel up for the challenges of this life, God uses them to shape us in ways that smooth sailing simply cannot. Many people will tell you, here's an example, that parenting is one of the most sanctifying experiences in life Amen. and I can absolutely say this has been true for me but it's not like okay so I have a child now I understand the deep meaning of life and I'm more sanctified it's in these little gritty things in life um, like there's nothing more challenging than a sleepless night and praying God please help this baby go to sleep I'm so exalt- Don't you see me and asking all night long and wondering, why won't he answer this small prayer the way I want and just <laughs> help this baby go to sleep? I am exhausted, but it's for my good. That's why. So I learned to persevere in what is good. So I learn to control my temper and demonstrate patience instead. So I learned to rely on the Lord and call out to him earnestly when I'm in need. Nothing is wasted, not even a sleepless night. So we can trust that God is at work And sovereign over every detail of what's happening and he's working in a way that only he can mastermind and we don't have to know the details to believe that he is good
0: amen wow that is that is powerful Uh, and hopefully the the moms that are out there are encouraged by that because um we have a a lot of uh young mothers in our church that have young children and Oh man, I can't wait to share them, share this with them. Um, <laughs> that encouragement, um, because to be able to see God in, in in the in the details, in the small things, in the challenges, to see God in your challenges. So often it's easy to see God in the triumphs, right? Mm-hmm. But to see God in your challenges, um, we had a conversation just about uh, the role of fire, right? And and the the heap place being in the fire and how the fire doesn't burn them, but yet God didn't spare them from going into the fire. And so often we hear that story or we read that account in the Bible and we say, amen. But when we're in that situation, (laughs) when we're in the fire, we're looking at the flames. We don't realize that the flames aren't hurting us, yet we're there, we're going through this trial. I think it's a uh, First Peter four twelve that says, "Do not think it's strange the fiery trials that come to try you, as though some strange thing has happened to you." Um, how do you navigate through the trials that come, um, especially when they seem strange? When they seem there's no reason for this to happen. Why is this happening to me?
1: <laughs> sure. Um, so, as we talked about with Proverbs three, five, and six, you know, it always helps to have scripture to cling to, and you want to have this readily accessible all the time, something that's available so that when those times hit, it's not, oh my gosh, my life's on fire. What do I do? But we're prepared and able to say, okay, trust him, the Lord. And so many times last year, my husband and I would say to each other, okay, we trust him. How has he already proven himself to us? Let's think back. Let's think of all the jobs that he provided for us that we didn't even apply for. Remember that? That was amazing. Or remember the times we've heard him speak so clearly when he called us to go to seminary, when he called us um, to really surrender our ministry before we got started, to be willing to go wherever he wanted us to go. It helps us so much to trust him when we look back on the moments that have really marked our lives significantly where we've seen God move. And that helps me in these difficult moments to know, I might feel like this is not going to end, but I know that God has been good to me in the past and he will be good to me now. And trusting in God's sovereignty, it's such a crucial issue in our lives because if we don't trust he's sovereign and working with a good purpose, then when these difficult moments hit, our hearts will give way to all sorts of doubt and anxiety We'll fear the future. We'll question our past decisions. Our prayer life will struggle Struggle if we don't believe God's actually going to respond with action. We might even try to sanctify other people around us because we're not sure God's <laughs> doing it as soon as we would like.
0: Right. And it, would,
1: it would really help our situation if somebody else would act better, but yeah. <laughs> we will have so much more peace and joy when we can let go of all of these things that are out of our control. And trust the one who is holding all things together. He has us covered. And so many times in these challenging moments, what that trust looks like is just for us to walk in small obedience. And most of the time that's going to be unseen. Um, But God always sees us and he has us covered. And so our response is just to trust him and stop living our lives like we're working to put our own backup plan in place. We just have to walk out our obedience faithfully, regardless of our situations and regardless of what anyone else around us might be doing.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, We have a few minutes left. I would like you to kind of share your testimony um, about your podcast. You were telling me that you set a certain number of podcasts that you were going to do. And um, you're at that point where you're asking God, well, what do I do next? Um, And you kind of share with me kind of our meeting (laughs) had a lot to do with what God was saying to you.
1: Absolutely. So when I set out to start a podcast, you know, I love coming up with new ideas and trying out different things. But sometimes when I get in the middle of things, I get discouraged and I just think I'll stop. So to prevent myself from quitting, I decided I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to make 20 podcast episodes. And even if there are only five people listening, that's doing more good than I can imagine. That's, I can't go have coffee with five people right now. So this will be an encouragement to reach other people. And then also recognizing this is good for me to use the gifts that God has given me. So I set out to make 20 episodes and then with us moving, I was packing a house and mothering three children and unpacking a house. I, you know, I I was slowing down my turnaround time between episodes and I thought, God, is this really something that you want me to prioritize? Is it, is this podcast something I need to keep making the time for? or Is it something you'd like for me to take off my plate so I can focus on other things? And I prayed about it and talked to some people in my life as well, that I would consider um, kind of my own spiritual counsel. And they had encouraged me. Yeah, you should keep going with that. And still feeling a bit discouraged. I asked God, I said, Lord, could you just tell me what you think (laughs) about my podcast and show me what, what do you want me to do? Um, And so last week I woke up on a Monday and had a friend text me out of the blue, just saying, Hey, I'm listening to your podcast this morning and I'm going to share it with a few of my friends at our Bible study this week. And that was phenomenal. That was so encouraging to me. And I remembered also riding in the car and listening to the radio and hearing someone say, you know, you don't need to promote yourself because God sees you and he knows what you're doing and he will lift you up. Mm -hmm. And I remember that in the back of my mind. And then Last week, I got an email saying, you have a new voice message on Anchor. I went to listen to it and heard your voice saying that you would like to interview me. And I don't think that I could have been more surprised at how God was connecting two people in different parts of the nation um, who just don't even know each other. But isn't that how he works in these yeah, details? So- that He does remarkable things. And it has proven to be as amazing as I thought it would be because of the conversations we've been able to have and um, just the same mind that we share because we are rooted in Christ.
0: Yeah, I uh, just definitely amazed that even the topic is God's sovereignty because we see God's sovereignty even in us connecting, you know, Mm -hmm. that I had no idea (laughs) that you were asking God, you know, to talk to you about your podcast and what to do next. And, you know, from my end, God is leading me. And, you know, like Peter and Cornelius, (laughs) you know, uh, God drops it on one person and the other person's waiting for the answer. And so often we are the answer to someone's prayer. We are Mm -hmm. the solution to someone's problem because God is directing it. He's orchestrating it. And God doesn't manipulate us, but to the yielded believer, God can direct our path. Like, like, like the scripture says, you know, and he will direct our path. And so I I just am so thankful, uh, that we're able to meet and, uh, I know that we'll kind of continue this relationship, um, get to know you and your family, awesome family, uh, husband being a pastor and me being a pastor as well. Um, What are some final thoughts that you would like to share with those that are listening Um, just about trusting God?
1: My greatest encouragement would be to read God's word and to read it as often as you can. Um, Being a young mother, this is Sometimes challenging, I might set up a standard in my head. Well, I want to read my actual physical Bible. Well, some years that's a challenge for me, and I need to, you know, get it on my Kindle and read it while I'm rocking my baby to sleep. Um, other times I think, well, I have this ideal, I want to sit alone in a quiet room and read my Bible. But sometimes it looks a lot more like sitting in a room full of screaming children and reading a couple verses and asking God to speak to me there and help me to teach my children from that. Um, So the more that we're able to just weave God's word into our lives, he will change us and we will see him to be faithful. And something that I'm reading right now is in the book of Exodus. And we may look at the old Testament, especially or the context of the Bible and say, well, this is so different from my life. I don't relate to this very much. But the more we're in these stories, we will see it. So I wanted to share something from Exodus with you. You know, God brings his people out of Egypt and then they spend their time in the desert. And he's about to lead them into the promised land. And in Exodus 13, 17, it says, you know, Pharaoh finally let the people go. And God did not lead them on the main road that runs through Philistine territory, Even though that was the shortest route to the promised land, God said, if the people are faced with battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them a roundabout way through the wilderness to the Red Sea. So they left Egypt. Um, You know, here, God knows their frame. He knows these people and who he's working with. So when he leads them out of Egypt, he doesn't take them on the shortest path. And of course, isn't that what they want? The shortest path to the promised land. And that's what we want in our lives. Yes. Um, But he doesn't lead them there because he knows what's good for them. And so when we face these challenges in our lives, we have to trust. God knows what's good for us. Even if to us, it looks like the promised land's over there and we're not going that way. He's leading. And all we have to do is trust him. Um, so I guess that was before the wilderness, but here after the wilderness, he is ready to lead them into the promised land. And this is in Exodus 23, God tells his people, I will send something, an angel ahead of you to drive out the people there, but I won't drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate from the wild animals and the animals would multiply and threaten you. So I will drive out these people a little at a, at a time as your population increases so you can take possession of the land. And here again, we just see God's sovereignty and his purpose in these seemingly insignificant details. Have I ever thought about when I'm moving, what's already there and what's ahead of me? Or if well, he's thinking about the wild animals. So he's not just going to drive the people out of the land so Israel can take possession of it, but he's going to do it slowly enough that when they enter that land, it will be enjoyable to them and they won't be threatened by the animals that are there. So we just see his kindness and his sovereignty all over scripture. And so in these times where we are challenged, we can go back to scripture always and see how God is working for the good of his people, both physically and spiritually and how ultimately that will put his glory on display.
0: Hey, Amen. That is amazing. Um, our church right now is um, doing uh, through the Bible in 180 days. And so some of them listening oh, wow. are reading through Exodus. So that is just a powerful power. Another connection there <laughs> that is just amazing that God set up um, <sighs> trying to figure out a way that we can end this properly. Um, I think there was an equation uh, one Sunday that I put up on the board and I wanted to show everybody that there is an infinite number of things happening at one time and God um, is working out all things. So it's not just for me. It's not just for my neighbor. It's not just for my neighbor's neighbor, but all things that mm-hmm. we are a part of a larger equation. And I think you showed that with the account from the um, the Exodus that he even was taking care of the animals. <laughs> he even thought mm-hmm. about animals. And so often we only think about ourselves and how we're affected. And But God is seeing the bigger picture, the, the full picture. So um, the last thing um, is my tradition. I usually ask my guests, to pray for our listeners. Um, If you would uh, be so kind to say a word of prayer for our listeners.
1: Absolutely. I would be glad to do that. And I'm going to borrow some words from Psalm 25 as we pray today.
0: Amen.
1: To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in you. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord, to the glory of your name. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, please go and check out uh, Chelsea's uh, podcast, The Refiner. Um, it's here on anchor, uh, FM. Um, It's probably streaming on other platforms as well, but please check out uh, her podcast and we definitely will have her back in the future uh, to talk with you more. Remember to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for for coming on and talking with us today.
1: Absolutely. It's been a pleasure.
0: Well, God bless you and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Enjoy your snow.
0: (laughs) Thank you.